God is with you. Let us pray. God of new creation, from the womb of the earth, you raise the Lord of life. May we receive the word of women who braved the soldiers' spears and met him in the dawning light. May we live with morning joy that love will never die. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. One of my favorite places in the world is Tar Creek Falls on the Sespe, just outside of Fillmore. It is a wild place full of turtles, snakes, mountain lions, you name it, it's all there. One time I went and the creek was littered with little frogs, like little one-inch frogs, just tiny little ones, but everywhere, absolutely everywhere. It was like something out of a, like a Garcia Marquez novel or like a biblical plague, but it's an incredible place. The wilderness was the last place in California that the emblematic brown bear was seen in the wild. Today, it is a sanctuary for California condors. It helped bring condors back from the brink of extinction with only 22 individuals in 1986 to 500 California condors in the world today. In 2015, the sanctuary closed off this area, Tar Creek Falls, so that they could give a safe space to the condors, which is important. But in the decades before it closed, I made several incredible trips to the Sespe at Tar Creek Falls. You take a dusty trail through Chaparral with the sound of bees and the smell of sage down to a snaking Creek, And within a few hundred yards, the stream's stones turn to massive boulders, and the water gathers around the sandstone in deep pools where turtles and garter snakes hide away. In several spots, the sandstone boulders reach over 30 feet high, and the inspired can leap from the top of the stones into the cool water below. From there, the water slips down a series of mossy waterfalls that have just enough incline to make for perfect slides from pool to pool. It's fantastic. Toward the end of the hike, the valley around the river turns to cliffs. It becomes impassable by foot, but the best is yet to come. Where the cliffs rise up, you jump into the water, and you can swim through an underwater tunnel and emerge on the other side into a beautiful, pristine pool. And then the river meets a several hundred foot cliff and reveals a panoramic vista of vast wilderness. It is breathtaking. 
the only way there is to jump in the water. To get there, you must take the plunge. Easter is full of plunges. There's the plunge of the Marys, the two Marys, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, which Matthew identifies earlier as Mary, the mother of James. Shout out, as always, to my wife, who is also Mary, mother of James. The two Marys take the plunge of being the first to visit Jesus' tomb. Two women go out through an occupied city at dawn. Think Ukrainians living in towns occupied by Russians, right? In Matthew's account, the women are not treating the body as they hope to do in Mark's gospel. In Matthew, they're simply taking the plunge of mourning. Mourning a son. Mourning the friend who transformed their life. Mourning someone extraordinary. The Marys get to the tomb and there's an earthquake. This is unique to, uh, to Matthew's gospel. It's a detail to which we Californians can relate. But notice the earth itself, the foundation of physical existence is disrupted. An angel appears, angelos in Greek, meaning messenger, right? Messenger. This messenger's appearance was like lightning. Terrifying. Terrifying. Lightning is terrifying. Uncontrolled. Brilliant. But something beyond us. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. Look at Matthew's inversion here. Jesus was supposed to be dead inside the tomb. Instead, the guards, the tools of empire, are outside the tomb lying like dead people. Amidst that, these women, who have already taken the plunge of going out early and mourning their friend, are asked to plunge deeper. I say it every year, but it bears repeating. The greatest news of all time is revealed first to women. The angel tells the Marys, do not be afraid. Take this message. Take this plunge. The women are invited into the divine mystery at the heart of everything. The mystery of life itself. As the father of three kids and the husband of a midwife, I find immense Awe in the moment of birth. When my children were born, as I held their tiny bodies, touched their hands, and listened to their breath, I awoke again to the depths of life's mystery. 
Where did these things come from? Where will they go? How does anything exist at all? It's a mystery that expands. Literally. Physicists tell us the universe expands at a rate of roughly 45 miles a second. What? (laughs) It's impossible to grasp. But harder still is why. What's it all about? And to that list of questions, Jesus does not subtract. He adds. He adds, what is resurrection? What are the limits of life? What are the boundaries of love? In his letters to a young poet, Rilke gave the phenomenal advice. Be patient toward all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves. Like locked rooms and like books that are now written in a very foreign tongue. Do not seek the answers which cannot be given you because you would not be able to live them. The point is to live everything and live the questions now. Live your questions. Dive into them. Take the plunge. Love Eternal is inviting you into something with your questions, with those things that keep you awake at night, those things that are always chewing at you and wondering if you could pursue that thing. So dive into those questions into the depths of interconnection. Dive into the demands of climate change and species loss. Dive into the question of how to help the 115,000 houseless people in California. Dive in with the 7.1% of Americans that identify as LGBTQ. Dive into restorative justice. Dive into racial reconciliation. Dive into anything that impedes the flow of love eternal here and now. Dive in and learn what it means to love God and neighbor again and again and again. It won't be easy. Taking the plunge is never easy. This last Monday, our poor son, our middle son, Jimmy, had just one of those days you just cannot shake off. You just cannot get past. The poor guy, in the middle of the day, Marybeth got a phone call from the school, and he, like, bonked his teeth and knocked him loose and, you know, on a bar. And then later in the evening, we were out with some friends at Stevens Park, and he was running and tripped and fell and got, like, a world-class shiner. That is still sticking around today. You'll probably probably get a chance to see it. But before all of that, before all of that, in the morning, uh, he dropped this coin that he loves. Actually, it was one of those Hope Heals coins from, from last Sunday. He was really excited about it. He dropped it in the toilet. A toilet that had been used. He was very upset. I'm like trying to get the kids to school. You know, I'm like it's hustling around, trying to get everybody going, trying to get everybody brush the teeth. It was like teeth brush, shoes on time. We were like about to go out the door, and then he, <laughs> this happens. <laughs> and I'm looking down at this going like, oh, man. 
like, I do not want to do this. You know, I do not want to stick my hand in there. <laughs> but I also didn't want to, like, clog my pipes or, like, really disappoint my son, who's, you know, uh, love. And uh, so, much to my chagrin, I took the plunge. <laughs> Taking the plunge, facing change or challenges always feels a bit like fishing something out of the toilet. There is resistance, disgust, and fear. Even Jesus is afraid the night before he dies. He prays, take this cup from me. But Jesus takes the plunge. He models the path forward into the unknown. Cue the song from Frozen. (laughs) There we go. Hairballs are on it. (laughs) Jesus prays, let not my will but yours be done. He keeps that a silent vigil as he is arrested, tried, and executed. And after Jesus models how to take the big plunge... He greets the women the same way the angel does. Do not be afraid. Trust in God. Trust in one another. We've said it before. The Greek word we translate faith, pistis, also means trust. Here in this church over the last eight years, we have endured a lot. A pandemic, racial violence, construction projects, deaths of loved ones. We have developed trust amidst life's plunges. Not physical plunges like cliff jumping or whatever. But the harder plunge of emotional and spiritual courage. The courage of asking for help. The courage of letting go. It's the courage of Elizabeth and Richard Ayuke Tong to pack up their children and leave their home amidst threats of violence. It's the courage of Bob praying at Kim's bedside. And the courage of Kim to struggle and strive for the fullness of life after physically dying. Resurrection right there, physically. She died. (laughs) The courage of each of you as you share your thoughts in our dialogue. As the resurrected Jesus shows us, God engages that courage, partners in our plunge, to take us beyond what we think is possible. Where we expect death, God reveals life. Where our imaginations end, God creates anew. None of us knows what lies ahead. We never know even how much time we get. But I know from experience that God can and will work through and with us all if we're willing to take that plunge to trust in the love that is always at work. Today, 
It's my last Sunday here at St. Mike's. I'm sad. I'm scared. But mostly, I am filled with love. And that love gives me the courage to take the plunge into the mystery before me. I love you all. And I'm so deeply grateful for the time we've had together. I know that love eternal, the love that liberated the Israelites and resurrected Jesus will be with us all as we plunge into the mystery ahead. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.